Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 76 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by AmericasCardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from AmericasCardroom.com, Simply sign up for your account using one of the links or adverts on the oneouter.com webpage. Follow us on Twitter at oneouter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on oneouter.com website and via iTunes for free. Just search oneouter podcast. If you want to send questions in for Alex on the next show, then simply email them to questions at oneouter.com or tweet them or post them in the Facebook group. Uh, before we start this podcast, I just want to say something. I was reading something recently, and uh, if you guys listening, like especially like the real staunch listeners, and there's a lot of guys on Twitter that regularly like tweet out, retweet things, and I see them sharing it on Facebook and all that good stuff. It's really appreciated from me and Alex. Uh, if you could take like the literal thirty seconds it would take, and I know it's annoying to go and do stuff like this, like log in to sites and that. You know, it can be a bit. I'm not even joking. But uh, if you go to your, if you've got an iTunes account or you know an Apple ID, if you go and review the podcast in the uh, the iTunes like store, um, go on and just leave us a quick review, whether it's bad, good, whatever, and that helps bump us up the search rankings and stuff, and gets more people listening to the show, and uh, it's much appreciated. There's a few people left the reviews, but I think we've only got like. I don't know, it's like a handful, like four or three, you know, like reviews or something. Like, yeah, if you could go in and just like leave any one word review or whatever you want to say, four star, five star, one star, just do it. That helps like boost up the things through like uh, iTunes and even Google search and that. So uh, that's the boring house sort of keeping notes out of the way. Alex is uh, eagerly waiting. He's been really quiet. I've not even heard a grunt, so we'll check if he's still there. Alex? <laughs> I'm here. I, I, here we go. I'm here, here man. Go. It sounded like you had some important <laughs> things to say. I didn't want to interrupt, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, not important. Just, like, a little bit, you know, more people. Basically, just another rattle in the cage of, this is free. Uh, keep it that way. Yeah, you know, exactly. I Just, like, a tweet costs you nothing, and, you know, just do us all a favor. Tweet it. Write a review on iTunes, share it, tell your mate, whatever, talk about it at a poker table, I don't know, whatever, just like help keep it going because yeah, uh, the, the numbers are great for the show, and uh, so that's good, Alex, you're still in a job, uh, and, you know, so um, yeah, just keep it going, but as I say, if we get more and more people, then we could do more and more things for the site and like maybe start like, you know, doing like what we used to do, uh, like the tournaments and stuff and right. private games and all that stuff, but it's a lot of work and hassle just now, which we are avoiding just now. But maybe in the future we'll do something like that again for all the, the hardcore group. Uh, Alex, what's been happening this week? What's been happening? I saw you were offended online. You weren't offended. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll, re- I'll rephrase that. You weren't offended. Someone said something on the internet offensive about you again. Um, yeah. So no, nah, man, my battle, my my battle just dropped, and you know it's just like poker. There's a lot of people that. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to be 
professional poker players and they take real umbrage with somebody who is and there's a lot of people that want to do this battle rap stuff and if they uh you know they see someone doing it that they already consider pretty lucky in life they they just say some funny yeah. things I, I don't know i like i read my like hey you know like the other day i like like when the source battle came out like i i knew i kind of did a weird job because i I didn't really plan it. I just kind of like memorized the bars. But when I got out there, like my, like I used to be in like a hardcore band, like hardcore punk and like my voice projection just like out of muscle memory went back to that. And I knew that was kind of weird, you know, like uh, you're, you're going to see a rap battle, not really like, you know, screaming yeah. food battle. But I was like, you know, I wrote, I wrote a lot of things that I thought were funny and, you know, we did it for free and I, I think some people will enjoy it, and if they don't enjoy it, they'll, you know, they'll respect that, you know, it's just a couple of guys trying to do something fun, and, uh, you know, there was just, like, a wall of comments, like, this guy is just garbage, and stuff like that, <laughs> and when that first came out, I was like, man, that hurts my feelings, right? Now, I, the, last night, I, I don't know what possessed me, but I went back there for the first time in forever, and I was just cracking up, like, reading through them, right? Because it's just... Uh -huh. I don't know, man. It's just pe that's just people these days. And the in the words of canon, haters are the new fans, right? Like it's oh a, yeah, yeah. Everyone's a hater. Everyone's days. a vicious hater, man. Like everyone's just viciously hating. And it was a uh, ah uh, oh, dang. And I had one more thing I was gonna say, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, people do that with poker too with me. They're like, you know, how could you coach, right? Like you're not a like. Uh, I haven't had like a big result in a while, right? So I've like in a lot of high stakes tournaments on a lot of different sites, I've like broken even, right? And uh, uh, you know, I've made money on like smaller networks, like of course on America's Card Room and stuff. And then there's you know, there's sometimes like Shark Scope just doesn't. Shark Scope is missing like thirty thousand dollars in wins on hmm. America's Card Room. So after I've seen that, I I don't really ever bring up statistics with anyone, right? You know uh -huh. because who knows? And, uh, but like, I don't know. There's a lot of like coaches that weren't, you know, like what, you know, could you imagine if people went like, Hey, Tony, how are uh, Mr. Tony Robbins? Like, how are you going to tell me to be more confident in this presidential debate? You know, you were never running for president. It's like, well, I, mm -hmm. I you know, I'm pretty sure if you listen to Tony Robbins, you're going to get some good pointers. You know what I mean? Because the guy just seems to be a good coach. You know, so it, you, using this uh, uh, really weird metric, I was going to say something much meaner, but <laughs> using this really weird metric just seems like, I don't know, it's, uh, it seems mean, but yeah, uh, I mean, it seems ridiculous, I, and I'm too happy right now. I don't, I've been sleeping like six hours a night, like the last like few days. It's really weird. I've been sleeping six hours a night, and I've been working like, 16 hours but i'm having so much fun with my job and i feel like i'm doing all the things that i've really wanted to do that like it doesn't even feel like work to me you know so i'm just i'm having fun like i'm uh when i play poker now i'm listening to audiobooks and my problem always before was like i can't read enough right now i'm like getting through like a book a day while i'm playing poker right and then uh yeah and then uh i'm writing three thousand words a day and uh the myth of poker talent and uh, I, I know Stephen King only writes like 2,000 words, right? So getting 3,000 words a day is like, you know, it's pretty sick. 
just doing one lesson a day. So I'm for, you know, I'm like, uh, and I'm really focusing on that lesson, trying to make that lesson as good as it could be, you know, working out, lifting weights. I just, uh, I've never been able to get everything kind of shoehorned in like that. So I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty happy right now. So it's kind of, <laughs> you can't tell me nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got it done. It's funny about the battle. Um, it's like I'm trying to think of a uh, comparison, but yeah, you know, it was it was going to be released, then it was put back, then it was coming out, and then there was a technical problem. And I've been going, oh, I can't wait to see this, can't wait to see it. Then it's been out for a week or something, and I've not watched it. <laughs> so uh, I was away in London for a week, staying with a friend. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it later tonight, maybe or. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you'll have fun I'm, with it. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm gonna. And then I'll I'll set up a fake account and then give you some hate. So <laughs> <laughs> what I did laugh. do though, what I did do is when you tweeted it, I opened it in YouTube like on my phone when I was like either on a train or down there, and I clicked the thumbs up for you because you did ask. Thank you. Me, yeah, that, you know, that really you did ask. Me. Dude, there's yeah. like there's like forty likes on that video and no dislikes, which I never see in battle rap. Like it's really cool. It's a pretty. It, it the the thing I like about the video is like me and Cannon. You could tell Cannon prepared like this was gonna be like the battle of his life. You know he uh -huh. knew it was gonna get a ton of views. So like, you know a lot of people don't like his style. Like the way I explain how he raps is like you got to imagine like a patois, right? Like he speaks kind of like a Spanish English uh, in his day to day life. So there's a lot of like slang and stuff. I think a lot of the viewers aren't gonna be familiar with. But, like, if you sit there and pay attention to what he's saying, he has so many subtle lines that you'll connect, like, the second time through, and you'll be like, oh, 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 dude, that was sick, right? And it was just, it was, it was weird because, like, I had to translate the whole thing, and, like, the third or fourth or fifth time through, I'd still catch something, right? Like, yeah. my lines go live to where you live. Go ahead and answer that telephone. Oh, okay, a telephone has a line live to where you live. Like, I didn't even... The first time I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what did you say? Like, but uh, I remember live being, like, really confused by a lot of his lines. But, yeah, it was a – there's also, like, I hid something in it. Like, you can't hear it, uh, like, normally. Like, if you play it on a typical uh, computer, it's not going to have this. Like, you're not going to hear this. But if you play this on, like, your home entertainment system, which has bass, there's like a bass boost every time somebody says something like kind of vicious and it has this like sense of foreboding. I put that in there cause I thought it'd be like fun and like I put it on my big screen and like when it went on, you know, and somebody says something like really messed up and like the bass boost, like jaws is coming, comes on. I was like, dude, this is so sick. Like <laughs> this is so fun. And then, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, it was just cool. It's just fun to do stuff like this, you know, because when I was a kid, we, you know, my friends and I would try to, like, put bands together, and there was just never money, and there was just never a lot of things. And it's like, even though I have the money now, I still, you know, I'd rather, you know, let's just let's just rent an old boxing gym in the hood, and let's battle there. Like, let's do it, man. Like, this, it's fun, man. It's fun. As long as people prep, and as long as the crowd's rocking with us, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's funny that when you said, like, home entertainment system, I'm just looking, I've got my... <laughs> This laptop I'm using just now, I got it connected to my uh, television. Oh like, yeah, fl flat screen. Yeah, but same, I was same. down. I, I was down at my friend's, and he's got a 60-inch uh, Samsung uh, TV, 3D, you know, HD thing. 
and uh, mine's is like a 40 inch Samsung and I shit you not since I've got home it's like a monitor to me now it's like <laughs> it's so weird even today I got home late last night even today I'm looking at it and it looks all squashed down and it, it just looks weird to me you know yeah, like, yeah no like you press settings on you know like the like the disability settings you press on windows or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's like and it makes all the icons big or <laughs> is that what they're I think, down. I think it's called safe mode not disability yeah. settings <laughs> yeah there is there's like disability settings for like people with bad eye, eyesight oh stuff. there is okay. as well yeah there is something like that it's safe mode no yeah but like safe mode so, like, it just shows you, like, I've been at his house and, you know, sitting in, we watched uh, Predator. It's the first time I've watched a 3D uh, film in someone's home. Uh, I hate you know? 3D so much, but, yeah, go ahead. Ah, uh, this was, this I'm, was I'm good. sure like, it's, a, yeah, it's more me. Predator, Predator 3D, like, Blu-ray, it was like a different film. It was so crisp. I mean, oh, even really? just How- the Blu-ray. But, like, yeah, the stars and everything at the start, like, the way the tight, even the menu, it was just cool, like, that, that exists in your home now, you know, that, like... That is pretty insane. It's like, yeah, oh, I need to, like, put the battery, check the batteries on the glasses and shit. I'm like, wow. Wow. It's like, yeah. I used to think about, you know, I remember having a black and white TV in my bedroom. No shit, seriously. Really? Really? Yeah, I had a black... That's how poor we were, you know what I mean? I had a black and white uh, TV, like, when I was, like, you know or something so like 1988 or something it was like a tiny portable black and white and like now it's like 3d glasses and stuff in your living room but um that was the same but he's got you know all the like 60 inch i was like wow and i was like oh no i don't need like that big 40 inch but since i've got home i'm looking at it like i feel inferior you know <laughs> um, I'm looking at this 40 inch going, oh god, like this is tiny. I but, had um, that, yeah, I'm recently, I had like a 30 inch TV and I used that for years and it felt like big enough, right? And then, yeah. uh, I, uh, excuse me, I just was about to sneeze. Uh, I bought like a 45 inch TV after that and then I, I went into, I put it into the guest room, I put the 30-inch TV, and I went in there yesterday, I was like, this looks like something you put in a dollhouse or something, like, right, like the doll, uh, the 30-inch the TV just looks so bizarrely small to me now, right, because I'm so used to playing my video games on the 45-inch, and then, yeah, I saw, like, I was at an electronic store, and I saw, like, a 65-inch, I was like, get me away from this, I'm, I've been known to make some stupid impulse buys, like, you can... Uh, you can get me away from that. Uh, yeah, so I I didn't have the black and white TV, but I had the bunny ears for years, like on a 12-inch TV. And it right. was, a, yeah, that, I remember that. It was the greatest day of my life is when in the United States they decided Fox TV was going to be like basic cable, which meant you could get it through the bunny ears, right? And right. Uh, before then, it, Fox was the station that had like, Family Guy and The Simpsons and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? So it, it was the day that became free on the bunny ears. It was like yes, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it was a. It's pretty cool. It's a. Yeah, for the next battle, I'm trying to make a line based on. If you ever like drop a reference like in a freestyle rap to like some public access. I mean not public access, but like to a kids show that was on a uh, PBS like the public public broadcasting station that was free, like everybody in the hood lights up because that's like all we had to watch growing up. Not I was in the hood, but like I, I only had the bunny ears and there was uh-huh. only, you know, a couple kids shows. But yeah, any anywho, anywho, I guess we should uh, 
you get? Yeah, I, pl- I, I played some Battlefront on the PS4, the Star Wars. Ooh, that was ooh. that was cool. Yeah, was man, cool. I haven't played, dude. I am I am very angry. I've not been able to play video games lately. I've been I've been watching a lot of football. I watched football with my mom. That was pretty awesome, man. Man, I I, br- I brought a kid over here to teach him about football. He was real into it. I, I think I could teach you, Barry. I think I think yeah. I could teach you why fo- American football is incredible. But yeah, yeah I mean, my friend's really into it. He, he uh, always yeah? goes on about it. Yeah, a couple of guys I know here in Scotland that they're really into it. And um, one friend used to play for some really team through like Edinburgh. That yeah, he used to play. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah, I just it's just one of these things that you know I never really like. I say I think I'd I'd like to enjoy the tactical stuff and that, but yeah, someone need to sit down and explain it to me because I literally I I know you got to run and fucking get a touchdown. That's it. The rest of the shit I don't know what they're stopping for. I don't know what they're starting <laughs> for. Like it seems a bit slow paced to me, you know, for for me it, to enjoy it. Like I'm used to like real football, you know, fast right, paced. Right, right, right. Yeah, in. Uh... No, I'm going to look for, like, the book that explains it, because I, I've i kind of always wanted to, like, have a book that I can hand out to somebody and be like, read this, you'll get the game. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can find something like that for you. It's really a beautiful game if you get into it. Yeah, what's the, what's the, the there's, it's like a one-page book. It just goes, fucking America, yeah. <laughs> Is there <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that, that's no, that's like your book. Like, this is why you should like American football. <laughs> Fucking America, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like a big eagle. Tactical. Like well, I mean, one of the okay, I just saw that movie Concussion, which was a great movie, and Will Smith does an excellent performance. I didn't know Will Smith could act. Like, legitimately, did not know he could act. Right? You've never seen Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, did you know he turned down the Matrix to do that movie? Like, wow. yeah, yeah, great business decisions, one-on-one. Well, I never saw him in Ali. I mean, I think I saw Ali on for like 20 minutes over the weekend. I'm pretty sure if I saw that, I'd realize, oh, Will Smith can act, right? But he's like, he's really good in concussion. But it, it, it kind of bugged me because it was just uh, in the movie they show, because I know like that's going to be most foreigners' exposure to po- uh, poker, to football, uh, in like in the movie, they show like kids like slamming their heads together. Like when I was a kid, we were not told to hit with our helmet. We were told you would get into trouble if you did that, right? Like yeah. y- you know, helmet to helmet contact happened, but it wasn't like if you went in there. Just... Only in the showers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, all right, all right, and then uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. There, uh... <laughs> but like they wouldn't do that, and. Then, you know, they'd always do a token, like, yeah, it's a beautiful game, right? And they'd show, like, a great catch. But, like, what they don't tell you about American football is, like, uh, it's about ten guys protecting one guy, right? It's about it's about teaching young men to, like, sacrifice themselves, even, like, you know, even if it's, like, physically, you know, because it does hurt sometimes. But I, I remember when I was playing growing up, uh, uh, I was on a team where there was a lot of, you know, it, it was – there, you got you had to play with kids from the other side of the tracks, and some of them were white, but they were primarily black and Mexican, right? But, like, all the racism stuff, like, everybody I know who was a wild racist in my high school, like, none of them played American football. Because when you grow up, like, having to, like, protect uh, people of a different color and, like, having to, like, you sometimes, like, just get laid out because you, like, sacrifice yourself – uh, trying to help that person, 
and then you work together. And the thing about football is it's 11 guys. If one yeah. guy screws up the whole game, like literally you can cause a penalty that will doom your team. Every mm. single person has that ability, right? So if 11 guys do not work together, it does not work. So like the cohesiveness and the ability, you know, the need to communicate and work, it like it really teaches you something. And, it, and like when you're growing up, like, I don't, I don't know, it's uh, they you learn how to take direction really well if you play American football. I've noticed a lot of poker players, they come from like, the ones from America come from like, I guess like the posh districts is what you guys would call call it in the United Kingdom, right? And uh, they just don't take direction like well at all. Like never take uh, direction really well. But like if you're playing American football, you have no choice because your coach is going to kick you out of the team if you can't take direction. And then yeah, you know, and all you got to trade in return is a few concussions and 10 years off your life. So, you know, it's a beautiful sport. Beautiful game. Beautiful, beautiful. game. Yeah, anyway, anyway, that's my soapbox. America, F yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a real American. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the questions. Uh, there's a few that we didn't get to last time. So where are we? Here we go. Okay, it is from Jamie Klossick. Um, hi Barry slash Alex Fitzgerald. Um, I have a question. So I have studied for a few years and get a lot of concepts. I took Alex up on the card runners deal and have tournament poker edge. I also have moderate success live and online. How do I make sure that the solid game in my head transfers to the felt? When I review hand histories, I can easily see the correct play but don't always do it in-game. When I review other people's hands and spots, I usually come up with the best lines, and I am in agreement with my peers. Then I review a session I just played, and I'm like, no, why did I do that? How do I stop this? Mm. Oh, is it, oh, okay, that was the end of the question, sorry. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I, I really struggle with what you're talking about here, too, and I, I just want you to know uh, that doesn't, you know, everybody kind of goes through that every poker I've had some of the I've had players much much better than me hire me as a coach right and they'll do the same thing like I don't know why I did this right so you're just gonna have to like you're going to have to accept that that does happen a while sometimes and that you know that's okay uh the other thing is I I know I certainly there, like when I'm sitting in a hand history review or like when I'm writing this book, the upcoming book, The Myth of Poker Talent, I get to get all my notes together, right? So I can detail how you can make the sickest reads in the moment, right? And I know if I was reading that, if somebody had handed me, I'd be like, this guy's got his stuff together, right? This guy must be a virtuoso, which is not true. I'm a good poker player. I'm a, I, I think I'm really good at uh, No Limit Hold'em tournaments. Uh, but I, I, I still have a long way to go. And uh, the part of that is just because you only have so much time uh, when it comes to uh, no limit hold'em tournaments. Uh, if you're playing live, just remember something you should practice uh, once in a while live is just uh, it, doing a timing that, that like just offsets someone. So I wouldn't say like time bank for a really long time. But if there's ever a time somebody, like the dealer is just rushing you, like I used to do this when I played baseball growing up, like if I was pitching, uh, like let's say like they were really trying, like sometimes the batter was on a bit of a roll, and uh, this is making absolutely no sense 
to Barry right now, by the way. He's uh, he's like baseball. No, loosely, loosely. Yeah, ba- yeah. Ba- ba- don't you guys just buy baseball bats to like, beat people up because you can't buy guns? Is that how it works in the United uh, Kingdom? Just, just use like golf clubs and golf stuff. Golf clubs, nice, nice. <laughs> what, do you, what do you use, the four iron? But yeah, any, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, but it's a... No, but, like, there were sometimes, like, the umpire would be rushing me, the batter would be rushing me, and I would just, like, call time, and I'd, like, look into the sky for 20 seconds just to piss the guy off, right? And uh, it worked a lot of the time, right? And then if I set up and he, you know, he looked like I'm going to get this guy, all right, another 10 seconds, right? And, like, if I could get the guy off of his game, uh, that was a really big deal. And a lot of that's in poker, right? So the timing I really like to do is I go really fast, which is just like the second it's on me, if I know the move, I will do it. Like, by the way, I'm not advocating you do this, but I'll do it like the second it's on me because then the timing is really up to me. And then the guy's kind of worried about me. But the other thing you can do is just take your time. And if you feel people rushing you, you know, make them wait, right? Like take a second, get a drink of water. There's no, uh, don't do this every time because you, then you'll be one of these time banking dorks. Right. But, uh, be uh, a take your time with it. Another thing that really helps me is just talking myself through the thought process. Uh, if you have a Twitch station, you can. Uh, there's actually a financial incentive to do this now. You can just set up a Twitch channel and maybe like three people watch you, four people watch you. Right? That's not the point. You're not trying to become Kevin Martin or uh, Jamie Staples. You're trying to just be more accountable, right? And don't read the chat because nine times out of ten, nobody on Twitch knows what they're talking about, right? I actually, my Twitch channel has a lot of, I don't know how I got so lucky, but I got a lot of people on my Twitch channel that are just like, teach me. And I'm like, oh, this is a joy, right? This is fun. But like, I go to other Twitch stations. I'm like, why are they being so mean to this guy, right? And then, uh, but like, you could also... You could just if you that's if you're a little more private than that, you could just record your sessions and once in a while just watch it for an hour or two. And then the, another thing I do is I just group the decisions I seem to mess up most frequently. So uh, what was an example late, lately? What, oh, one that I was really struggling with was uh, I, I I tightened up my opening ranges to great effect, right? Because I just discovered going through a lot of hand histories. Actually, this is after my uh, abrupt failure at the poker, the Sunday poker million on uh, America's card room final table. Uh, I, I went back through my hand histories. And I, I, I saw, you know, I raised like queen jack offsuit from early position in that tournament, which I was fine with, but I went through my statistics and I found like, wow, profits are going down on that hand, right? Like across the board. And uh, I tightened up my ranges and it worked out pretty well. And then I got a little too tight, and I kept automatically folding uh, when I shouldn't have been, right? So what I had to do is I had to, like, review, like, when do you open? When do you not open, right? And, uh, by the way, this is stuff I wrote about four or five years ago. And, like, why Pasegno is right, like, rocked a lot of people's world, right? I still have to review it. I still have to go through that stuff. And then I went through it. Or one, one thing a lot of people miss is – uh you know, like, uh, oh, I checked to the guy and I really should have led there, right? When they're out of position, they realize just a second too late that a dog bed would have been a ver- uh, veritable play. So you can just you can just look through uh, 
you, you can just look through some, uh, you know, uh, we have a training video dissecting the dog, that you, but you can, you know, find any training video where people are teaching you about dog bedding. Uh, Matthew John has a fantastic one on card runners. Uh, you can, uh, you can Google a lot of articles. I got lots of free articles and something I do is a, lo a lot of times people have this approach when they play poker, which is, it, it, it's really interesting because like, let's say you, you're playing in some weird football, uh, league, uh, soccer league where penalty mm -hmm. kicks are a really big deal. Right. And you guys just suck at penalty kicks. Well, your coach is probably going to do nothing come Monday morning but penalty kicks. But there's a lot of times in poker, A, we have no idea what we're not doing good at because we don't know how to use the filters on hold a manager. Like, just go through the quick filters on hold a manager sometime and see what you can see and try to decipher it and then see where you're just hemorrhaging money. That's a great start. But A, they don't even know that they're losing in penalty kicks because poker is such a subtle game. And then B, they don't practice specifically what they're hurting on. So the way to do this is to like read some uh, information that's really helpful for you. Write down, try to break it down to the minimum effective dose. What like it, I I literally if it doesn't fit on like a if it doesn't fit on a sticky note for me that I can put on my computer I don't use it right. And then. Uh, I put it like that, and then I go and I try to collect data on that specific thing. So I try to do that. I mark those hands for review, and then I review, uh, recollect myself, reapply, redo it again, create new sticky notes. And that, uh, that's called deliberate practice. That's called deep practice, purposeful practice. And uh, that, that's the kind of work that's going to get you, uh, that's going to get you like further. Because a lot of people do this like 10,000 hours stuff, right? 10,000 hours is how you approach, is how, how you uh, attain mastery, which I always laugh about because, uh, as I always say, like there's a lot of people in San Jose, Costa Rica that have been driving for 10,000 hours and they can't operate a turn signal. So I, I don't really believe that. But uh, what, what they find is it's 10,000 hours of very deep practice. Like it's a guy practicing something he hasn't gotten right the first 6,000 times. There was a figure skater they followed, a Japanese figure skater that took the gold, and they counted how many times she just, like, blew out, fell, crashed on the ice going full speed, right? And they counted how many times she did that over four years. It was 25,400 times, mm. right? How many times she tried one move, it was 6,000 times before she got it. Right. Yeah. And then in, now she's the best in the world. And there's a lot of stuff like that. So uh, if the other thing is just being accountable to yourself. Uh, and, uh, another thing you got to remember is it, it you it's you ha it's braver to fold than it is to get the chips in. If you get the chips in, you can always I, I find people are really good at justifying things to themselves. Uh, they oh I thought he had that. But really what's comforting them is they got to see the other guy's hand and mm -hmm. are they got to see if their hand was going to win. Cause it, or just even like, sorry. Yeah, Alex, go ahead, go ahead. Even just like to, like almost a panic, like just to throw throw like it in so it's over. They don't yeah, have the decision. that's a really good point. Like, like people that are like sort of hanging on the edge of like a building, like sometimes they drop deliberately rather than hang on because they can't stand the hanging on sort that's of thing. A, that's, you know, like, that's a great you know. I've, heard, I've read things like that. People like they're, they, 
they, their grip just goes. It's almost like they, they let themselves sort of go because it's like yeah. they, they couldn't stand like the fear of fall or whatever. They just want to get it over with. So sort of that's thing, a, you know? that's a really good analogy, right? There's a lot, and you'll see that like in every war movie. There's you know there's a bunch of guys like huddled behind like an old car or something in urban combat, and one guy just freaks out and runs out there and gets shot yeah. down. And then yeah. that happens, that happens yeah. all the time. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that just aren't built for tournament poker. By the way, I think I was one of those people. I was a choke artist when I was a kid, right? Like, I just, uh, I, I had a really hard time. And in my defense, I was 18, 19, 20 years old. And it's not like I had the a kind of upbringing that would prepare me to work at a Denny's, much less... Uh, you know, be a high stakes professional poker player. And I did okay during those years. But uh, I, I certainly, you know, by the time I got to my EPT final table, which was when I was 21, I, I, I felt like I worked out a lot of that stuff. But uh, you, you do have to build it up, right? And a lot of this is building up a tolerance. It's a, re, it's a real balancing act because you've got to build up a tolerance for like the financial swings, sometimes the financial aspect of it. Uh, is what's throwing you off. Like if it was yeah. just a, if it was just a PlayStation game, you play perfectly. But when there's a financial aspect to it, you start you start choking up a little bit. And uh, it, it it wasn't until I got to a point in my life where the money didn't really mean much of anything that I started just playing, you know, because I wanted to win. That was pretty much it. And then it wasn't until I got married and uh, you know I. I I have more of a family now, more of an extended family. And, you know, my mom's doing better. My mom's been down here for a few weeks. And it wasn't until I had all the, you know, and I had hobbies, right? Like I, I had other things I like to do. I like to, uh, whatever, uh, do, do whatever on the side. Uh, it wasn't until I had all that, that I really, really stopped caring about what people said about me. What, uh, you know, what, what, financial swing I went through that particular day because you know it's all part it's all part of the game and it's uh it, but if it's not a game to you if it's your whole life that's that's when it's not going to work out so I I would really recommend you know talking to yourself through the actions purposeful practice always it's just good to record yourself and before you do anything list out why you're doing something I always have people do this practice uh to begin with you can check out on uh you can go to pocketfives.com or you can just Google be your own leadership. And uh, it's an article I wrote for pocket fives. It's probably one of my best articles I ever wrote. And uh, it, it's just about using, uh, it's just about this deliberate practice model. And it's, uh, it, it's also about talking yourself through everything. And you'll find if you're talking to yourself and you go, I'm going to do this because there's a lot of times you're just doing things, uh, mechanically there's a lot of things you're on a lot of times you're on autopilot and uh if you have to start listing out why you're doing something you're gonna start coming to some realizations and uh yeah uh it, it's it, and i find poker becomes much more fun once you start getting really deep into the game and by yeah. it, it, you know like uh on my twitch stream last night it was i was 16 hours into my work day when i got i I, I finished up at a, I played the Wednesday 3:20 and I finished at 1:30 in the morning. Unfortunately, finished 24th. But uh, you you can check out the whole replay at twitch.tv/slash uh, the assassinato. 
And then for some reason, I was going to say twitch.tv slash dot com or whatever, but like twitch.tv slash the Auto. And there was a I was having fun, even though 16 hours in, because with the Auto HUD, I could be like, well, he's open this hand, this hand, this hand. So I would assume that this hand is not good in this particular situation or he check raised with this, this and this, this percentage of the time, which means. He's probably a little active here, and I, I don't necessarily have to believe this, right? And it was just, I could, you know, and people in the chat were like, wow, this is fun, right? And I was like, yeah, exactly, poker is fun. Like, poker is a really fun game. It becomes yeah. it, it becomes really boring when you're autopiloting or you're just sitting there hoping the cards run your way, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, yeah. the other reason I love Twitch is I just get to chat with people about all the random BS going on in my head while, <laughs> while nothing's going on, so... But but yeah, I hope I hope these uh, I hope these tips help me, man. Yeah, and the, the good thing in it as well, the, the fact you're questioning it and you're aware of it puts you. Oh ahead yeah, good so point. Of it. It's like uh, so yeah, good luck and hopefully you got a few pointers there. Uh, okay, next questions, Alex. Uh, guy uh, emailed in and it was quite a long uh, selection of stuff, and you sort of reframed them and sent them back to the guy. And, so this is from Guy B-Logs, is what he's known by, uh, and we've sort of broke it down into three chunks, which covers everything that he did email in. So we'll see how many we can go through these and get done. So the first one is, um, he said, the buy-ins to satellites start at $275. What should his bankroll be to play these satellites for a shot at the main event? And just looking back, I believe they were for the satellites for the Bay 101 shooting stars, wasn't uh, it? I think lo- so. Yeah. I love, I, I don't know, I love being on the road. I love San Jose. I love San Jose because it's the most boring city in America. I don't know why I like that so much. It's, it, it was just so weird being in, like, Americana, boring-ass city. And then, like, if you could find a hidden enclave of anything, it was just such a... It was such a joy. That was the casino that let me play the tournament without my passport, by the way, or an ID or anything. They were like, I, I went in there and I explained the situation. Like, my passport got, like, I got deported from uh, I got deported from Costa Rica. So, yeah, I was in the States uh, w- without a driver's license or anything, and I went up to the Bay 101 staff, and I, w- I explained the situation. And in Vegas, this would be a, no, no. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, nothing I can do, sir. No, no, no. Right? And in Bay 101, I was like, yeah, man, go ahead and play. Uh, you know, but when you cash out, we got to see your passport. You getting your passport in a few days? Yeah, I am. Okay, cool, man. You know, chill. It's all good. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing, right? That was so cool. But yeah, uh, it, okay, the answer for the satellites, I don't think you're going to want to hear. A lot of people say, like, okay, so what kind of bankroll do I need with the satellites? So if you're playing, like, a 275, a lot of people do the basic rules with MTTs, which would be 200 buy-ins, which would be, Jesus, I think that's almost $50,000, right? Which a lot of people just do not possess. But it's even worse than that, right? Because this isn't a tournament that you get to keep the money when you're done. If you can imagine playing a $275 tournament, online and at the end you win ten thousand dollars and then they go final round boss fight all ten thousand dollars are up the variance on that would be insane and that's exactly what you're playing so i i think you know the question is can you afford to lose 275 dollars if you can't afford 
to lose $275 and it's not going to affect your life in any way. But by all means, play a satellite or two, right? Uh, or however much uh, you feel like committing. You should have like a monthly budget for poker, right? And I find most people who have a monthly budget for poker are just recreational anything, right? tend to be a little more careful with how many they play. And I, I notice they win more because they really take it seriously. Whereas a lot of people that just don't really set limits on it. You know, Travis, so, sorry, yeah, go ahead, go did ahead. You, did, you, did you hear? No, somebody was slamming the door out there. I yeah, don't know. If uh, yeah, like. dude. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So this door in my house, I have a steel door to, like for security, right? Like it's not like it's not like steel like a bank. Your panic, your panic room. Yeah, my panic room essentially. <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a gate, right? And uh, somebody left the keys in there one day, and it's like a fifty pound thing. And when the wind caught it, fifty pounds of steel slammed the keys into my sliding glass door and shattered it, right? And I got everybody together and I said, "Guys, you can never leave keys in this door again." ever again. I swear to God, Barry, they've like collaborated to make sure there are keys in that door every single day of the week. Right. And there's a lot of times, you know, actually my family's pretty good. Like there, I, 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 it's like, it's usually my wife, like running, you know, she works like, you know, she, she is a doctor. She works 12, 14 hours a day and she's usually running out the door. Right. And she probably just assumes I'm going to get it. Right. So it's okay. But like, I, I just noticed this with people, right? Like I had a friend growing up who used to always complain he was poor. Uh, he's uh, by the way, I'll get back to your question, but I'm on a rant now. So you're going to, you're going to get this work. It's a, it, it, but he used to tell me he was poor. And like, my family was like, you know, we, you know, we were on the food stamps. We were on the, you know, lost our house and all that stuff and like just kind of scattered and always trying to like hold off the wolves and could, you know, finally succumbing to it. Right. And, uh, you know, this kid used to always say in school, like he was poor and it was like, that was right after like Eminem came out and everything. So it was like, everybody, it was just the cool thing to be poor. Right. And I was, it would just used to infuriate me. And right. The, this kid would just have a different cell phone. Like, uh, this kid would just have like a different cell phone, like every, like, two months. Right. And like, he, the, I couldn't afford a cell phone. And then I had like a prepaid one that was like $30. Right. That looked like, uh, you know, I, I was dealing drugs on the corner and it was a burner that I had to throw away at some point. And I, I was always trying to resurrect that thing every, you know, nine and a half months in when most people use it from a week because they, for a week after they got it from Seven Eleven on a munchie run. And it was a, and I, I remember saying to this kid, I was like, you are not poor, right? Because he would break the cell phones. He would get angry at his girlfriend and break the cell phones. I was like, that is something I could never imagine doing. Only in America can you tell people with a straight face you are poor and you have a new cell phone every two months, right? Only with a straight face can you tell people you are poor and you drive a car. Your parents yeah. bought you a car, right? And it. And there's a lot of times like uh, a, a, a friend of mine, uh, I had these Prada sunglasses for a long time and they were just, I'm not big into sunglasses, right? But these were just amazing, Barry, like the sun protection. I actually use them for the sun, right? Uh -huh. And they were, they were wraparounds and they were just, they were amazing for me because uh, uh, I've, my eyes are just 
really sensitive to the sun, right? Because of hyper light. And I, I just can't stand it like uh, in certain parts of the world, right? So I had these sunglasses. They were expensive, but they were amazing. I could wear them all day and forget I had them on. I, I was one of those tools that would like walk into a cafe and leave them on for five minutes before I realized they were on. And, uh, but they were just amazing. And a buddy of mine asked to borrow them and he put them in the back of his car and then he threw his backpack on top of them. And in the Vegas sun, it warped it right and turned wow. it around. And then I was like, dude, what the, you know, I yelled at him. Right. And he was like, why are you yelling at me? If you want me to pay for the sunglasses, I'll pay for them. I was like, that's not it. The thing is, is I have never like broken a pair of sunglasses in my life. I have never lost a wallet in my life. And, uh, oh, uh, I, I just ran out of space for my recording. So I hope you're recording this, Barry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was, uh, I've never lost a wallet in my life. I've never lost a smartphone. I've never, you know, and I, people say like, I'm pretty forgetful and I'm a klutz when you get to know me. But I, since I'm from poverty, those things mean quite a bit to me, right? I remember what it's like looking at all the other kids having these things and not being able to have any of this stuff, right? And when you care about it, you don't lose it, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, and it, I, I also have, uh, I had this argument in like a house I used to rent, right? I, I, there was one door that was off to the side of the house and it, it was like, I think it used to be a, it used to be a closet and they built a door into this in Costa Rica and, and it was like a laundry room, right? It was a pain in the ass to get to this door and I just never, it, but you could get into the main house through this door, right? And uh, I, I always said, keep this door locked, right? Just keep this door locked. And uh, it, because I, I just don't want the security problem if, if this door is unopened. And because when I go to bed at night, I usually lock my doors and then I would remember, oh, I got to go check that door and I'd have to unlock a door and walk all the way around the house and double check it or walk through like ha a, a really packed closet to find it. And my maid at the time would always leave that door unlocked every single time, right? And they would just always be like, oh, why are you being such an asshole, Alex? Like, why, you know, why, why are you being so mean to her? And I was like, watch how fast she's going to learn. I was like, hey, the next time that door is unlocked, I'm docking $30 off your pay. Magically gets it done, right? <laughs> Magically everything works. And it's, it, it, it bugs me not because people are doing it. When people make honest mistakes, I don't get angry, right? But when it's every day and I know they're capable of so much better – and it's really something of like safety or it's going to cost somebody a lot of money. I don't understand how people do this. Right. And it's a, and it also just reminds me of the American culture where everybody spends everything and nobody, you know, if they're not going to be the one spending it, uh, if they're not going to be the one spending the money, they don't really care. Right. And it's, uh, uh, like if they were in like with my maid back in the day, she would leave that door unopened because if a home intruder came in with a machete, it wasn't her ass on the line, right? It was going to be me. So there wasn't that palpable fear, but it's weird to me. People don't go, hey, I would not like Alex to have somebody with a machete walk in in the middle of the night. So I'll take the 3.6 seconds it takes as I leave this laundry room to lock it, 
right? And then, yeah, anyway, I, I, sorry, sorry, huge digression, but that just blows my mind, Barry. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I really do not get it. The other, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not done. Like when you go to a, <laughs> when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a restaurant, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. When you go to like a, a fast food restaurant, I cannot understand the people that just leave all their crap there, that just leave their tray and all the papers and all everything and all the crumbs and everything. I'm like, literally, you're getting up anyway. You're walking past the trash can. Take the 4.6 seconds to take all that crap and put it on your tray and just dump it out on the way out. Why would you make some poor kid who's making $7 an hour do it? It's, that is so narcissistic. I don't get that. Like, that is so mean. I, and like, no, everybody thinks it's just normal. I'm like, no, it's not normal. Like, that's horrible. And like, I, I really realized this when it, I was in like South Korea when like, if somebody left something, at their table at, in a McDonald's, they, they, they would like want to kill themselves. They were so ashamed. They were like, that's so mean to the other person. I was like, good. That's why you guys yeah. conquer every other economy on earth, right? Or it, it's because you guys like, oh, I don't want to reflect poorly on my family. And this is just bad education. I'm like, and they would yell at their kids. That's poor education. Don't do that to that young man. I'd be like, good, good. Thank you. God bless you. Right? Like I just, I, I, I think it's just a sign of the times, too. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, you know, screw this and screw this person and screw you, right? And then it was a uh, – a- anyway, by the way, I hate myself when I say the word screw you, right? I just – that's not how I normally talk in polite conversation, but th- there's nothing that bugs me more on TV when they say screw you because I'm like, does anybody really say that? Does anybody ever say that? Have you ever heard someone in the scru- street screw you? It- Ar- Arnie said it in Running Man. Uh, who did? Arnold Ar- Ar- no Schwarzenegger. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> it's like he's fighting for his life and they're cutting each other's heads off. But don't say that evil, naughty F word. But like, uh, yeah, anyway, Running Running okay. Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the, the buy-in. No, I'm done. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. See you, Alex. Yeah. No, no. no. Um, the buy-ins for the satellites were saying that. 75, yeah. Yeah, well, take a shot as much as you can Recreational, man. Yeah. Be careful. All right, let's get. Let me. Let me nail these last two questions, man. Let me, okay. Let me the local go. card room. The local card room only offers one to two, uh, cash game. Uh, one two cash game. What should my bankroll be to play that game? And do I try to learn this game to achieve my goal? Yeah, uh, one two cash. I think is like one of your. A lot of a lot of the poker players at a uh, PCA. Uh, a lot of the poker players at PCA that were doing really well, and I was like, hey, man, I haven't seen you on the lo- online in a while, and uh, you seem really happy. And uh, they were like, yeah, man, I'm playing live now, and it's it's going pretty well, and the money is a lot easier than online. Like, online just keeps getting harder, right? But, like, live just stays the same. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them, when they can't get a game going, they play 1-2, and some of these guys play pretty high stakes. They'll play, like, 25-50 sometimes, but... You know, they show up at the card room early, and there's not a whole lot going on. They'll play some one-two. They'll hang out, right, and they'll get their comps and stuff like that, and I think that's fine. And uh, I think you can make decent money playing one-two. There was, by the way, when I was started, like, one-two was, like, a mythical game. Like, there was there was one – I will never forget this. There was one one-two game, and it was four hours away, right? 
and everybody would talk about, you know, they always say like Seattle, tons of money, right? But we would go to these houses that were like $3 million houses and the guys would be like, yeah, guys, we don't want anybody to lose more than 20 bucks tonight. So, you know, like uh, we're going to keep it calm. But there was like one, one, two, no limit game. And now there's a one, two, no limit game everywhere. Like uh, what's uh, uh, Carlos Welch was uh, at the, uh, the Orleans, right? And uh, oh, was it him who was telling me about it? By the way, just genius move, right? We were uh, everybody who's cheap stays at the Gold Coast during the series, so you know I'm always there. Uh, and then he goes, Carlos goes, well I'm cheaper than all of you, so I'm going to stay at the Orleans, which has a shuttle to the Gold Coast, which then I can walk <laughs> over, and it's like you know, the room's like twenty bucks a night because it's like you know, you know it's it's approximately two hundred miles away from the Strip, but uh, uh-huh. there there's. Uh, like, there's a 1-2 game there, and I was watching the, this. I can't remember why I was there, but I was like, these are the dumbest players I've ever seen in my life. These are horrible poker players. And, like, mm-hmm. you could sit there, and I'm sure you could make some decent money, right? And, uh, yeah, I think you could make – I think that's a great place to, like, cut your teeth. You know, I wouldn't go pro playing 1-2 No Limit Live, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a great place to start there. By the way, who has ever cut their teeth, by the way? I've never understood that phrase. But, uh, uh, you know, go ahead, get in there, get a lot of experience, take it very seriously. And uh, uh, the, the suggested number of buy-ins, like when I uh, – okay, like if you're a pro and, like, going broke is, like, death. Like, I always say 100 buy-ins for cash games. Everybody made fun of me when I said that in 2007. It is 2016. I am still here. You guys are not. So – I, I, I will accept your apology in uh, email form, so it's okay. But, uh, like, if protected is, like, 50, 60 big blinds. And if you're playing live uh, and, you know, you, you can replenish the bankroll if you have another job, right? Like, 20 to 30 big blinds is it's, – yeah. like, it's all right. You know what I mean? I, would, I, I, I wouldn't be enthusiastic, but you should have, like, a firm stop loss of, like, three buy-ins or something. And you just, you, if you can't adhere to that stop loss, you can't play that game. So we're going for recreational. Well, the guy is on 50k a year because this is in his next question. Oh, okay. So yeah, 20, 30 buy-ins is is fine for like a separate fund, like. Yeah, yeah. And if he needs, if he needs to top up or, you know, maybe not drop down, it'd be probably more top up if that's the. Like, right. The yeah, yeah. The top up. Like. Well, that's the only game he said. Just take, to, just take so. it deathly serious. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you probably won't go. You won't go through, and it's better to be a little too tight when you're starting out than a little too loose. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. And the third question to end it is very – draws it all together. So his goal basically is to play the Bay 101 shooting star, and he's speaking about the 275 satellites for it, playing 1-2 and grinding up the money, which, you know, probably seems – I don't know, like, the time scale in that, but that seems a little bit more – because I'm assuming it's a 10k, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it a 5k now? It might be a 5k, but let's. I don't. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's got. I only make about 50k a year. Which route would you take if you had to choose one, uh, or is there another option besides a backing deal? Because he spoke about backing that he was offered, but uh, I mean, you've, we've covered backing quite a lot in like previous shows and like the pros and cons. So, like, there would also be like a one-off deal or whatever. So. What would you choose in terms of like going together? Would you say like a combination, or maybe like have a shot at two and five, and then 
or just try and buckle down and grind it up from playing the one two. Right. I mean that's quite that's quite a big uh winnings needing there at one two. Yeah, that, that would be uh it's seven point five K. I just looked it up. Right, uh, right. So yeah, that's a that's a that's about forty buy ins. That's what that's like what you'd make in a month if you're playing like twelve hours a day, which I, I don't yeah. think you're gonna be doing. Not no not if he's working. I yeah. mean if you just want the experience of playing the tournament you know, I, I'd save up a couple grand and then I'd sell my action for the rest of it to this guy that wanted to back you, right? And then, uh, our, you know, and if you can sell with a markup too, I, I, it, it, that can get put a little more money in your pocket. I did a webinar, uh, just Google uh, backing webinar, Assassinato. Let me do that right now and make sure it still comes up. So backing webinar, Assassinato. And just because sometimes, you know, with uh, Google, it doesn't always do that. Yeah, it's the very first result, right? It's a free webinar I did. It's on YouTube. Uh, I did not make a ton of money for that webinar. They, uh, uh, I, I thought it was going to be a quick thing. Uh, and then they sent me the data they had, and I, I realized this is going to take a lot longer than I thought to make hmm. a webinar. But at the same time, I was watching this, and I was like, dude, this is like a public service announcement, and this is just good for people. Like, the fact they're paying you at all is really a blessing, right? And I was uh, – I, 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 so I said, you know, I, I, I could have – for sure, I could have called them up and gotten more money, right? But I, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I, I feel good working on this, right? And that, that means something to me, right? And essentially, what we prove in that video is – if you sell pieces of yourself, there's a lot of times, like, if you have a 20% ROI in the Sunday Million and you play the Sunday Million every, uh, every Sunday for 10 years, there is a 56% chance that you will not make money in that 10 years, right? That is the variance in poker. Uh, there is a one out of 100 chance you will make 350000 and you will be covered in Bluff Magazine if Bluff Magazine still got covered. And you'll spew your stories about you know, you and your fantastic, fantastically horrible 20% ROI in uh, one of the softest tournaments in the world, right? But you spew your strategies and everybody has an incredible survivorship bias. And they go, yeah, yeah, he must be right, right? And then uh, uh, we prove like with this webinar, you can skew the numbers way in your favor by selling pieces of yourself, uh, like if you sell, pe there's a lot of times you can have a negative ROI and you will still turn a profit if you sell enough action. If you sell enough action, you will make a profit. I repeat that. All right. Now, obviously, that's not the goal for anyone. But let's say your ROI is, you know, something like reasonable in these tournaments, like 30 percent or 40 percent. There's still a lot of variance in that. And there's still a lot of times you'll have three, four month spans. You don't even turn a profit. And especially with high variance stuff like this. Uh, big buying. So yeah, I would, uh, if you want the experience, man, and I really, ex I really, I really respect that because like I got on the tour way before I was really ready for it. But you know, just playing 60, 100 live events taught me a lot, right? And I, it didn't really bug me that I only made, I, I think at the end of all of it, I, you know, I made like 100,000. But like when you consider how much I spent on like, you know, just gas, uh, you know, food, gas, air, airfare and stuff. I probably broke even right on a mm -hmm. lot of this stuff. Uh, and no, I probably came out ahead, but it, I, I'm, I'm being, 
stupidly modest. I shouldn't do that. But, like, I, I, I probably didn't make a ton, right? But, like, it taught me a ton, right, which really helps me make money these days. So if you want to go in, and, and there was no way to sell pieces back then. You just took a backing deal, got 200K in makeup, and rode the wave, right? And uh, you don't have to do this anymore. So I'd sell, you know, if you're just hell-bent on playing this tournament, uh, got to play this tournament. This is your big tournament. I would, uh, you know, I, I would just, uh, I, I would sell, if you can sell most of yourself, go ahead and do it, man. And take the money and have fun, okay? Don't, mm. don't, uh, do not expect to get that money. I want you to pretend like you're taking a trip to Monaco, right, or whatever. Like, $1,500 is just supposed to go, right? It's supposed to be gone, or however much you put in that, right? And, uh, by the way, you could bust in four hours. That is what happens the majority of the time people try to get into this tournament, right? And uh, they're taking it like uh, they're taking it very seriously, and they don't want to make a mistake. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with that. So if you think if you honestly think it's not going to affect you uh, to invest some money in this tournament and bust. If you feel like, hey, man, this only comes around once a year, the rest of the year I'm going to be grinding one, two and trying to grind my way up in cash, but I'd really just like the experience of this, go ahead and do it. If you, uh, if you go like – if you bust after three hours and you go, that was BS, uh, I never had a shot, I ran so bad, this is horrible, what's the next WPT? Okay, I'm going to sell myself while nobody wants to buy my action because they saw me have a temper tantrum after uh, – I busted this tournament. Okay, so I don't really have the money for this, but I'm going to put 5000 on this next event. I see guys like that on the tour all the time. They're miserable. They're dead money, and it's really sad. Okay, so just take your shot if you're going to take your shot, but limit it to that, right, and then focus on your one, two, no limit. Okay, so... Let us know if you qualify and get in. And um, oh, I should I should bring up one guy we answered the question for a few weeks ago. Got back in touch and was that happy with the advice that uh, it was the guy that qualified for the game in Austria, wasn't it? Oh yeah. He got right. back and said he's gave us like he's gave the one hour podcast a one percent pre roll of his action. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I don't know when the tournament was, and we've not heard anything. So. Uh, he's, he's, either won, he's either won it and changed his mind or we've, or we've got 1% of zero so yeah. do get in touch and let us know I, I'm sorry I can't remember your name just now but I do have your email uh, I, it's with the lawyers to make sure that you stick with that um, <laughs> nah, I'm joking, good luck to you if you've not played the game yet and uh, you know, keep us up to date um, ok Alex, how can people get in touch with you for private coaching, uh, discussions analysis and uh, spy on your life through Twitch. <laughs> well, if you guys want to, all right, get ready for a lot of plugs, but this first one's really the most important. If you guys want free strategy articles every Thursday and get them weeks or months before the magazines and the blogs get them, uh, even the stuff I post on Poker Head Rush, go to pokerheadrush.com and sign up for the newsletter. It's, uh, it's really easy. You just enter your email address and put sign up. Then we'll send, you know, it sends an email that you have to like hit the confirm button. So we can confirm some guy just, you know, wasn't like grab assing, you know, and messing around. And then, uh, that's all you got to do. And you're going to be signed. And the other cool thing about that newsletter is 
I publish a lot of strategy articles in a lot of different places on the internet. I recently had one come out on All in Mag. I had a number come out on America's Card Room's blog. And uh, th there's also stuff on Poker Headrush that comes up. This email just puts all the free content together uh, into one easy-to-read thing, and you can just you get your little newsletter, you get your updates. The topics are really current, you know. And they're uh, Barry, you got the email, you dig it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I read it. I get a couple of them because I got you got a couple of my email addresses. All right, so, uh, <laughs> so good. You read it twice. I, it's so good. I read it twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're good. They're good, and uh, I like the format, especially on my mobile phone. It's all pretty. You know, I don't need to like scroll, scroll, scroll. It's all framed quite well, just like a couple of scrolls to read it. You know, I don't have to like Excellent. go along oh, as that's well. Cool, you know, man. Yeah, it displays good on the iPhone as well. That's yeah. a really big deal because most people do their yeah, yeah, on their iPhones. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a lot of people aren't even on you know laptops and computers. That's true. It's all iPad or iPhone. Yeah, yeah, all my friends in the hood don't own a laptop, but boy, they're attached to that that cell phone, man. Like they <laughs> they're on that cell phone, and they, but like yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, just uh, sign up for that, and that kind of lets us, you know, get all the good stuff to you, all the one-outer podcast, you know, all the podcasts, all the articles, all the, you know, like that webinar went up online, and, you know, a lot of people just didn't know about it, and if I if I post on Twitter, like only, you know, like 4% of yeah. you are going to see that, but if I send you the email, you know, you just open that, and it's like, sweet, free webinar, these are usually $200, right? You know, like, all right, uh, so I'm going to click on this, right? And then, yeah, it's uh, and you, you guys can check it out, and it's free, and like 95% of the stuff I'm going to send you is free, right? Like the other 5% is, you know, it's like if you want to go real deep with it, like you're really into poker, like, you know, see how far the rabbit hole goes. And uh, if you guys want to, on that note, if you guys want to talk to me about private lessons, write me at assassinocoaching at gmail.com. I wrote uh, an email back. I wrote an email which, if you click on it, gives you – there's a link for all the data you need to know about private lessons, and that answers 99% of people's lessons. But I'll go ahead and I'll read your email, and if there's something I know that the autoresponder doesn't catch, I'll respond to it myself. And, uh, yeah, if you guys got questions, be sure to send them in uh, here. Uh, if you send them into my email, I can forward them to Barry. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, follow me on twitch.tv slash The Assassinato. Uh, follow that, and that really is just me in a fishbowl. Uh, and, you know, you can just watch me, like, picking, <laughs> picking my nose, listening to hip-hop while I play poker, you know. And then when we get deep in the tournaments, I do get on the mic and do a lot of strategy analysis. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff used to cost a lot of money to get, you know. Now it's just... You know, it's free, and if oh, you want, amazing. yeah, if you want to go back and see the past episodes, it's five dollars a month. So uh, that's pretty cool. And check out PokerAdRush.com. That's kind of my fun uh, blog site. That's uh, see all the new battle rap videos. That's listed up there. See all the new train. Tra uh, uh, see all the new uh, 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 strategy articles. The new trip blogs. Uh, I mean, trip reports and blogs and. All that good stuff. It's all on that site. So be sure to check out PokerAdress.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, sign up for Card Runners. Use promo code uh, free month, all capital letters, to get two months access to 2,000-plus videos for just $30. And if you guys want to get a free one of my webinars, like one of my lectures that cost 
60, 80, 120 dollars, 100. Uh, one of them was 200 dollars to attend when it first came out, right? If you want to get one of those for free, uh, be sure to sign up for America's Card Room, 27 percent rate back through our link. Just write me an email afterwards saying, hey, uh, this was my sign-in name, this was my email, this is my screen name. Once we confirm that you made a deposit, we'll send you one of those, uh, uh, your choice of dissecting the donk bet. That's a check raise fool. You flat too much or why Pisagno is right, absolutely free. And guys, stay tuned. Stay tuned on the email newsletter. Uh, we, I'm working on two separate webinars right now. And by working on this time, I actually mean every day meeting with a designer, uh, writing out the slides, getting them done. It's, uh, and I just bought a new webinar software. I was having a lot of problems with the last one. And, you know, thankfully it just expired, uh, my subscription. So I was able to spend a whole lot of money on another one. And, uh, so those are looking to come out here real soon. So, you know, be sure, be sure to pay attention. You know, we got a lot coming down the pipeline. Yeah, good stuff. And as Alex said, keep your questions coming in for the next show. Questions at oneouter.com on email, and they will get straight to me, and they'll be read out in the show, or anything you send to Alex that you think will be good listening for the podcast and he wants to deal with there will be forwarded to me as well. Uh, until the next time, oh, do remember at the start, I did ask if you'd take a minute and go and review the podcast. If anybody does get the chance to do that, that'd be good help, much appreciated. Uh, until the next episode, thanks for listening, and see you all then. Cheers. Cheers. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.